us and being part of our worship here this afternoon. What a beautiful day it is. It's been a tremendous time to be able to worship God already. And I want to wish you from uh, my native homeland of China, Happy Chinese New Year. Actually, I was born in Montana, but for Chinese New Year's sake, I'm, I am Chinese American. So it is a year of the rat. And, uh, you know, hopefully you don't see any rats, but uh, it is a great year. But uh, Vision 2020, we started our year, of course, uh, it's been 26 days ago. Uh, I hope that you've had a great 2020. One of the things we want to do in 2020 is be able to see Jesus more clearly. And I hope that you've been able to do that. We've been focusing on the power of God's Word. And uh, one of the uh, things I shared at the beginning of the year is how the greatest predictor of your spiritual growth in 2020 will be your engagement in the Word of God. And how deep you are in God's Word will determine how much you grow this year. So my prayer is that 2020 will be your best year, and I hope that today's message will encourage you. Amen? You need some encouragement? You need some inspiration? You need, maybe 2020 is not gone the way you thought it would. Well, consider today the start of a new year, because we can celebrate Chinese New Year and have an awesome time. So the title of today's message is Radiant. Radiant. What does radiant mean? Radiant simply means this, sending out light, shining, or glowing brightly. And so the question I start off today with is how radiant are you? How much radiance do you portray? And that will be directly reflected by your relationship with God by your interaction with his word, by how close you are with God, we can portray the radiance that can be within all of us. So today we're going to look at a story of, of a man in the scriptures, in the Old Testament, who we could say he was radiant. And we're going to do a little reading here this afternoon, so stay with me. You can look on the screen, but we're going to look a little bit here in our first part on the character of Moses. And so read with me in Exodus 33. Sorry for our older among us. Maybe that's a little, little uh, small, but hopefully you can make it out. Uh, yeah, Exodus 33, verse 7. Now Moses used to take a tent, and I want you to picture for a minute if you were Moses, okay? Flashback thousands of years ago and put yourself into Moses' shoes and pretend you're Moses. Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose, not rose contraris, but rose and stood at the entrances to the tent, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they all stood up and worshipped, each at the entrance to their tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. And, you know, God told Moses to lead my people, lead the Israelites. And so God said, my presence and my rest will be with you. And then Moses says, well, God, make sure you send your presence with me. Otherwise, don't send me. I will not go unless you go with me. 
And God promises, he says, yes, I will go with you. I will be with you. I know you by name. I found favor with you. And then in verse 18, Moses says, now show me your glory. And in verse 21, the Lord said, there's a place near me where you may stand on a rock when my glory passes by. I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I pass by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back. But my face must not be seen. Then in chapter 34, so Moses went up to Mount Sinai. He chiseled out two stone tablets like the first ones because when the first Ten Commandments was written, he threw them to the ground they broke. So he went up to Mount Sinai early in the morning as the Lord had commanded him. And he carried the two stone tablets in his hands. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not lead the guilty and punished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. Down in verse 29, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, so Aaron and all the leaders of the community came back to him and he spoke to them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near him and he gave them all the commands the Lord had given on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with them, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put a veil over his face until he went in to speak with the Lord. Wouldn't it have been awesome to be Moses? Moses was told by God to go lead his people into the promised land. Moses got the opportunity to speak to God face to face as one speaks to his friend. I want you to think about that, being Moses, speaking to God face to face. I love this part when it says that God says, he says, show me your glory. And God says, oh, okay, I'll take you to this cleft in the rock and I'm going to cover you with my hand and you're going to see my back. In 1998, the NBA was on lockout. All the players were locked out of playing. And uh, I was living down at UCLA at the time. And so all the NBA players uh, were locked out. They couldn't play. So many of them would come to UCLA and practice at UCLA. And I was in the men's gym at UCLA one day. I was watching all these NBA players play. I was in the doorway. And all of a sudden, I hear this voice, excuse me. And I said, oh, sorry. And, and he walked by. And it was Shaquille O'Neal. 
And I'm telling you, to this day, his back was the biggest back I've ever seen. It was amazing. It was like literally that's all I saw was this incredible back. Now, as awesome as that was, that is nothing like seeing the back of God. Amen? The back of Shaq was kind of cool, but I can't imagine Moses seeing the back of God. How incredible would that have been when he said, show me your glory. And God gave him just a glimpse. He couldn't handle more than that. But you know what's amazing is Moses came down. Moses didn't realize being with God, his face was radiant. And he had been with God, and it was so powerful, so incredible, that he came down and it says the people were afraid. He didn't realize that he radiated the glory of God from being with God that it scared people to death. And that's why later it says he had to put a veil over his face. So imagine what it is or what it was like to be Moses. Now I have good news for you today. Because in Moses' day, everyone had to wait for Moses to go up to meet with God. And they would wait for Moses to come back and then tell them all that had happened. So it was really cool for Moses But for everyone else, they were kind of just waiting in their tents for the report on what it was like. But I have great news for you today, church. Amen? The awesome news is in Hebrews chapter 1. I want you to think about this. As amazing as it was for them to see the glory of God, for Moses to be with God, and for him to come back, and his face was radiant, the Hebrew writer tells us it's God after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets and many portions and in many ways in these last days has spoken to us in his son whom he appointed heir of all things through whom also he made the world and he Jesus is the radiance and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of of his power. When he made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty of God. The good news today is we don't have to be Moses because we have Jesus. Amen. Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. The Hebrew writer says he is the exact representation of God. That literally we have God in the flesh. And instead of having to go up to the mountain to meet God, God came down to meet us. And I want you to, you know, I've had such a great time of worship today and just singing about Jesus and praising Jesus and, and just thinking about the glory of God. It's incredible. We have Jesus. And I pray that today, as we talk about radiance, that we will find that radiance that comes from being with Jesus. Next slide. You know, God came down to meet us. You know, 32 years ago, this coming Friday, on January 31st, was when I made my decision. Jesus, I was picture uh, from 10 years ago, but 32 years ago, I made the decision to make Jesus Lord. I was baptized into Christ. Go ahead and show this next picture. That is my campus ministry. I'm the fifth row. Uh, second one in right there, the handsome young man right there. Uh, 
That's uh, me there, and uh, you know, I can tell you, this is almost 30 years ago. I show this number one to show the young people that yes, they had cameras back then. Um, but uh, you know, I can say this, this is back in, in 1991, about three years after I was baptized. And I think about the last 32 years of my life, and I think about how awesome God has been and how I have fallen in love with Jesus. I can say I'm more in love with Jesus now than it was 32 years ago, back when I was baptized, because I've seen the radiance of God in my life. I've seen God do incredible things, and, and I just want to radiate God's love. I appreciate that theme of what David shared. God loves us so much. Jesus loves us. And we have the most incredible blessing and the radiance that we get to be part of because Jesus came down to be with us. I pray that we don't think, man, I wish I was like Moses. I could see God. I could, you know what? We've got the exact representation through Jesus. I asked you the question I asked you earlier, how radiant are you? That will directly be answered by how much are you meeting with God? If I could give you one tip in the last 32 years, what's helped me not just be faithful, but to grow, it's just a decision 32 years ago. I'm not just going to get baptized. I'm going to meet with God every day. I want to see God's glory. I want to read God's word. This is God speaking to me. So when I read the scriptures, it's God speaking to me. How excited do we get knowing that God speaks to us. Amen. You know, we had the International Film Festival last week. We had some big stars in town. Brad Pitt was here. Diego, did you uh, get some pictures with Brad Pitt? Yeah, Diego's fired up. You know, but sometimes I've been around people and they've actually had celebrities speak to them. And they said, hey, so-and-so said hi to me. I mean, they're so fired up. And, and that's awesome. I don't want to minimize at all. But we should all be the most fired up. God said hi to me. That's awesome. God loves me. God is speaking to me. When I read my, my Bible, the most exciting and most profound time of my everyday life is when I get to be with God and open up the word of God and hear from God. And then I get to speak to God as one speaks to his friend. And I get to pray. And I know that God listens, that God hears me. You know, how many times have you talked to a celebrity and they just stop and they talk to you? They probably won't do that. You know what God does? When you want to speak to him, God listens. God says, I'm here for you. Speak to me. I want to hear from you. You know, I want our church to be radiant. I want you today, as we go through 2020, I want you to be radiant. And I know the only way that's going to happen, it's not going to be by looking at more social media. It's not going to be by reading more of what's going on in the news. It's not going to be by just taking your self-help classes or even working out more. Those, those are good things. Or eating better, that can help make you feel better. All these things are good, but what will make you radiant is being with God, is spending time with God. There, there's this is not a new teaching. It's not like I, I've discovered the secret of life. It's what the scriptures talk about. It's how Moses was radiant. He met with God. I want to introduce you to a new word. I don't know if anyone knows what this word means, countenance. Does anyone here know what this word means? A handful of you. Countenance means this. It means not the look on your face, but the look of your face. 
because a lot of times we'll get different looks on our face, but at some point there's just simply the look of your face. George Orwell, in his last entry in his notebook, said this, at the age of 50, everyone has the face they deserve. (laughs) And what he meant by that is our attitude and our spirit, it shows up in our face. And how radiant you are is dictated by what's going on inside of you. And by the age of 50, you know, your countenance is kind of almost set in stone. It can change, but it's, it's just what it is. And, you know, bad countenance is when you meet someone or a stranger and they, they look so mad. Or maybe you've seen this in older people. It doesn't have to be older people. But sometimes, man, they got a scowl on their face and something bad must have just happened. Then you, you meet them and actually nothing happened. That's, that's just the look of their face. That's kind of who they are. But on the other hand, you meet people with good countenance and it's just like, man, they're so joyful. Have you ever seen, I love this, I've done many weddings, and one of my favorite things to do during weddings is look at, not just, everyone looks at the bride. I love looking at the groom. Well, everyone's looking that way. I peek a view over like at Fernando or George, all these different people who got married, Joe, and, and I look at their face, and I've never seen anyone frown during their wedding. Amen? That's a good thing, because they're just a, simply a glow. There's this excitement of my new bride. When someone has a baby, we, we're having a baby boom, right? People are having babies. And you see, especially a first-time parent, husband and wife and mom and dad, when that child comes out, there's just, you can't even explain it, the, the look on their face. But the look of our face, the countenance. How's your countenance today? How's your radiance You want to change your countenance? It comes from being with God. It comes from taking the time to meet with God. You too, you know how you know people are meeting with God? Their face is bright. They're glowing. It's almost like you can say, have you been with God? I can tell. People walk in the fellowship, you've been with God this week, right? I just can see it all over your face. Because there's nothing like being with God. Second Corinthians chapter three, the last scripture I want to share. Therefore, Paul writes this, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull. For to this day, the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses a veil covers their hearts but whenever anyone turns to the Lord the veil is taken away now the Lord is a spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom and we all with unveiled faces contemplate or reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. You know, Paul talks about, we take this veil away. And this glory comes to us when our hearts turn to the Lord. When we are with Jesus, and we realize that, wow, the Old Covenant and all the laws and even the Ten Commandments that were brought down, that can't give me the freedom 
all the laws to obey all the rules and regulations, that's not the freedom. It's through Jesus. That Jesus came to set us free. Jesus came to give us life. He came to give us life to the full. And am I with Jesus? That's where the freedom will come from. And it talks about being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. I love this quote from Lou Giglio. He says, our freedom and God's glory are woven together. They're inextricably linked together. Our freedom in Christ. Do you feel free today? Do you feel like, hey, there's no inhibitions. I want to live for God, live for Christ. I have nothing holding me back. That's all God's glory. It's when we get enslaved to sin and our own way. And like David shared earlier, our pride and thinking we know it all. I don't need God. We might not say that, but we act like it. We think we know what's best. We do it our own way. And God says, I want to give you freedom because that's my glory when anyone turns to the Lord. So I have a challenge for you to close out. Three things I want to ask of you. Number one, like Moses, I want you to pray this and I want you to ask God this. Number one, show me your glory. Will you pray this week, God, show me your glory. Maybe it's like this background picture tonight, this week, you look up in the stars and the sky and you say, wow, God, show me your glory. And even with the naked eye can see, it's incredible when you see the stars and the planets and the moon and it's really miraculous that God in the span of just a spoken word spoke the universe in existence. Say, show me your glory. I've, I've been seeing God's glory, you know, this last week took a prayer walk with a brother uh, on, on one of the beaches I'd never been to before. Uh, it's under the cliffs near Santa Barbara City College. It was just amazing. It was just incredible seeing this new beach and saying, wow, God, look what you made. That's awesome. I was just in awe of God and his creation. I was in awe of God when uh, I saw some whales in Hawaii last month, and I got to see some whales and the spouts, and I don't get a chance to see whales very often, but I thought, wow, that's amazing, the largest mammal. Is that right, largest mammal? I know people will correct me if I'm wrong. Trust me, when I say something that's not accurate, uh, I get told about it, so I just want to clarify. So it's the largest mammal, so, you know, it was awesome saying, wow, look at that, God, that's amazing. That's incredible. Show me your glory. I got to see, uh, meet Shai Solis for the first time and see this little, little baby, Actually, not that little anymore. He's almost 11 pounds, right, George? So, uh, but seeing a little baby and just standing in awe, wow, this little guy wasn't around a month ago. Look at a new life. It is glorious. God created life, and I get to see a new life. Will you pray this week, God, show me your glory, and God will show you his glory. Secondly, I want to give you the charge to be transformed in his likeness with ever-increasing Glory. I want to encourage us and invite us today to take time to study the Bible and be transformed into the likeness of Christ with ever-increasing glory. I really believe as we not just read the Bible, but study the Bible and be in God's Word together, God changes us from the inside out. We become more like Jesus. We take the time to study God's word, to learn about Jesus, to grow in Jesus, and we can change with ever-increasing glory. I want to give the invitation, if you're visiting with us today, we would love to take the time to sit down and study God's word together so that we can all be transformed into his likeness. And finally this, we reflect the Lord's glory. I want you to reflect the Lord's glory this week. 
And that simply means when we meet with God, you know, I like to say that when your face is bright, then you are a light. People can see it. When you're with God, people say, man, even though they may not know you're Christian when you first meet, they just know there's something different about you. There's a peace, there's a joy, there's a purpose, there's something about you that, that's different from everyone else. They can tell at work, they can tell at school. And you are simply reflecting the Lord's glory because God's glory shown in our lives can be contemplated, can be reflected in the lives of others. It's amazing what happens when we reflect the glory of God. I wanna encourage us to invite our friends, invite our neighbors, and invite them to be part of our community here in Santa Barbara. We love to be together here in the church. You know, it's great, Rebecca went on campus. Rebecca doesn't get a chance to go to UCSB very often. She is an alumni there, but uh, she took uh, Josie and Olivia. They went up on Friday, met some of the, the UCSB girls and had some uh, lunch, and, and, but they were just out. They went out and just shared their faith and invited people out, and Rebecca came back and said, oh, this is great. We had a good time with the girls, and uh, we met a girl that uh, said, yeah, I'll come tonight to devotional, and so she came out on uh, Friday. You know, just met that afternoon, and she came out that night. And uh, she's actually here today. I met her for the first time. Kimmy's right back here uh, uh, visiting with us, you know. And I just think about, what a great example. I really want to hold up, you know, uh, just my wife and, and the UCSB girls just going out and reflecting God's glory and saying, hey, come out, join us. We've got a great church, a great ministry, a great campus group, and we never know how we can change and impact someone's life. So let's reflect the Lord's glory. Amen? We don't have to envy Moses because he got to meet with God. God said, I'm going to come down and meet with you. So my challenge for us this week, let's meet with God. Let's be with God. Let's reflect the Lord's glory. Let's be transformed in the image of Christ and be like Christ. And let's make sure that we are radiant because radiance comes from being with God. Next Sunday when we meet, reminder, we're meeting next Sunday at 1130. Okay, 1130. I would love to come together and worship next Sunday, 1130, and the radiance is evident. And we look around, you've been with God this week. You had some amazing time. I can tell it, it's all over your face. You had some amazing times with the Lord. Let's be radiant and let's reflect the Lord's glory. Let's go and pray. Father, we thank you so much for our time to be together. It's been such a fantastic time to worship and we're so grateful that God, you've given us stories like Moses to go up on Mount Sinai and to bring him down the 10 commandments and to be radiant as he came down. But God, we're so thankful today that you sent Jesus to be with us and that God, he is the exact representation of who you are. And Father, we can have just as radiant of faces as Moses because God, we can see your glory through your son, that we can live your glory and we can reflect your glory. I pray this week that we'll spend great time with you, that we'll dig in the word together with one another and that God, we can share with others your glory in our lives. Father, I pray that we'll reflect your glory this week. Help us leave here encouraged, inspired, so that we can have that radiant glory that shows in our life and shows on our face. We love you, God. We thank you. Thank you for this time of worship. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's go and stand on up as we close with one final song.